Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> ah, I am so grateful to be with you today. Thank you for agreeing to transcend time and space with me as we step into the mystic, as Van Morrison would say. And uh, I'm still in Vermont. I'll be here for a few more weeks. I'm camping. Had a, a close-ish encounter with a bear uh, this week. And uh, fortunately, they're black bears and they don't attack people. Um but in the middle of the night, being wakened by a bear outside your tent is definitely um, an experience. <laughs> you can read about it if you read my daily shot of spiritual espresso. Yeah, I like to share stories of what's going on with me in my daily shot of spiritual espresso. So in this moment right now... Let us connect with spirit. So we take a breath. Love and gratitude. So grateful and thankful to open our hearts and minds to the higher Holy Spirit self. So grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the unlimited, to the unprecedented, to the free flow of love and wisdom, clarity and healing, harmony and joy. We're opening ourselves to an expression of perfect love, remembering who we are and whose we are. We are here to be truly helpful. And Spirit will lead us and guide us all the way. This is our prayer to remember that we don't have to figure anything out. We're being guided. We're being led. And we can allow it. We share the benefits of our healing, our expansion, our awakening with all beings because we're one with them. In deep, deep gratitude, we allow the healing to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. We are blessed. <laughs> Officially. <laughs> so... The topic today comes by request, and the topic is healing abusive relationships, healing abusive relationships. And I've certainly done, I don't know how many episodes we've got at this point, we've got over 350 episodes of this radio broadcast. We started in 2011. Ken Wapnick was one of the first episodes. And Gary Renard was the first episode, if I remember correctly. And uh, we've done many relationship episodes. I'd, I'd be shocked if it was under 50, probably more. And, and you can search for them. If you go to livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash radio, you can search for whatever topic you like. And uh, we've transcribed a lot. We're going through the whole catalog. And if you have a special request, you can just write to admin at jenniferhadley.com and let us know. We'll, we'll put it at the top of the list. You can also request a topic there at livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash radio. Uh, I believe we have a form you can fill out to request a topic. So... I've not done this topic of abuse in relationships, and I certainly have counseled people who have been in abusive relationships. I've counseled a number of people who've been in extremely physically abusive relationships in the past, but not currently, and I have seen extraordinary miraculous healing come through the personal practice of forgiveness. So 
if by any chance you are in a relationship that feels abusive on any level, and what are the levels? Let's talk about the levels. Uh, but first, if you are in any kind of an abusive relationship, the way out, surprisingly to the ego, but not to the spirit, is true forgiveness. And that's why I have my free How to Get Over It Forgiveness Workshop on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. Anyone can sign up for it for free. Anyone. And uh, it's got different things for you to do. It's not just listening to me. That is not going to heal the abusive relationship. You're going to have to actually do some work and put some effort into it. This is a guarantee. The great news is, if you do the spiritual work, it will work. I've never seen it fail, honestly. I've never seen it fail. And many times the miraculous healing that transpires is so far beyond what I would have thought even not that it's possible, because I really do think anything is possible. I've seen amazing, spontaneous healing of all kinds. But I just wouldn't even conceive that the healing would would transpire so perfectly, so beautifully, so magnificently. It just hadn't yet occurred to me it could go that way. Spirit's infinite mind is is so magnificent, and that is our mind. And the great thing is, what Spirit has taught me, is we don't have to know how it works. We don't have to know how to do it, but we do have to be willing, really willing, genuinely willing. Now, a little tiny bit of willingness is willing, But a a commitment, a decision, I am doing this, is total willingness. And that that turbocharges the healing, and it certainly makes the Holy Spirit's job easier. (laughs) Because when we resist, when we're reluctant, well, it just feels a whole lot more difficult. So uh, one of the things I've seen, because uh, when... Uh, for instance, I have a Forgiven Be Free retreat coming up in October, first weekend in October, Columbus Day weekend. And um, I placed that retreat right before the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive for the reason that if people come to both, the combination is so deeply personally healing that people leave they're just profoundly transformed, profoundly transformed. And many people have told me, or let's say we don't get a huge crowd, but uh, a number of people have told me that they had different kinds of permanent healing, emotional healing, physical healing, mental healing, uh, chronic pain, uh, illness, different kinds of healing. Why? Because forgiveness. In the spiritual counseling training intensive, we do a lot of forgiveness work. So when you combine it with the Forgiven Be Free retreat, it's 10 days of doing the deep, deep healing work. And it is such a cleansing and a clearing that it really, I've seen it over and over again for years now, it is deeply transformative and healing. So, obviously, you can do this work on your own. And uh, I find it's easier and more fun to do it with people. So, And also, I find that people resist doing it. So, they don't do it. They struggle along on their own. And this is part of why I have this commitment to train spiritual counselors so people will get support and assistance and not be doing it on their own. Separation is the whole problem that we seem to have. It's all about separation. So 
we're not doing this healing on our own anymore. We're doing it together. Thinking about this forgiveness work. So true forgiveness is relinquishing the meaning we've made of things. It's relinquishing our interpretation of things. And it's also, it's relief from the constant turning over and over and over again, the painful memories, the painful experiences, and our painful interpretations of them. So for me, the most excruciating thing I've ever been through in my whole life and I've been through some difficult times. The worst times of my life, I can think of a couple of times that were just awful. Really, that went on and on and on. The very worst times of my life were when I was in emotional agony because of my thoughts, victim thoughts, betrayal thoughts, attack thoughts, uh, yearning, needing, wanting, craving, not having thoughts, and also my own thoughts of feeling Bad, 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 wrong, 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 wrong. Now, I've been very blessed in my physical body because I have the, the body of like a peasant that can pull a plow. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm a small person. I'm short. I'm petite, and, um, but I'm really, um, I'm just strong, physically strong and tough <laughs> on a physical level. Uh, I think spirit made me that way, so I don't have a lot of downtime with illness. So I'm very, uh, I, I, I'm highly sensitive to what's going around me in terms of empathy and all of that, but I'm not delicate. So I'm highly sensitive, but not delicate. It's an interesting combination. And it works for me. And I say this because in 2015, I injured my back because of my meditation posture. What? Apparently it happens to Buddhists all the time. And I had done a lot of meditation sitting for hours and hours, for days and days. And I actually injured my back combined with some long plane rides to Hawaii and back because I was living in Hawaii at the time and not enough exercise. And I really injured my back. I just tweaked it enough that, oh, baby. So I was in excruciating pain for a couple of months. And for the first month, it was just, you know, just walking to the bathroom, I'd be crying. So I know some people can relate to that. That pales in comparison to me, to how it felt to be in the emotional agony. At the time, I didn't think so. But, and I really don't remember how I felt physically or nor do I remember how I felt emotionally. I don't have real strong sense memory of that because I asked spirit to remove it. I don't need to revisit it. There's absolutely not one little value to revisiting any of that painful experience. So I, I don't, uh, I don't have that. I don't do that, but just remembering my own experience, I can say that the times when I was emotionally distraught and mentally distraught, because they go together, uh, were the were the most difficult times of my life. And it was my interpretation 
and the meaning that I gave to my relationship experiences that brought me so low. And I see this with other people. Uh, I, I, I definitely see how some people will do the he- deep healing work and really be willing to change their mind about the past. They will be willing to let go of the attachments. And how do we let go of an attachment? We just say, Holy Spirit, take this attachment. I'm ready to let it go. We have to be willing that the relationship will be transformed. We have to be willing that we'll be possibly guided in a new direction, a different direction, one that we may not have any idea of or one that we may not feel we'll like or not feel comfortable with. You never know. And just as a quick aside, since I do train spiritual counselors and and now uh, we're we're developing this whole uh, minister-teacher program, and uh, also prayer practitioner program. These programs are being developed at the Power of Love Ministry. In fact, I just did a Q&A about that. And you can watch the, the video or listen to the audio of that Q&A that I did last week. Uh, I believe you can find it on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. And you know what? If you're listening to the archive and you ever hear me talk about something that's no longer available at the website, you can always write to admin at jenniferhadley.com and we can help you find it. That's a promise. So uh, it may not be available. We may have lost track of it, but generally we can find things for you. Plus, if you're a member, it's free to be a member. Then everything's in your member site that you register for. That's why we have everybody register for everything. So then they can find it easily in the member site. So, um, just, just listening to spirit here. What I've seen again and again in myself and other people is we fear that if we give the relationship to spirit, spirit will transform it in a way that we don't like. And as I started to say, when I went uh, into the practitioner training program at Agape to become a licensed practitioner, which is a form of spiritual counselor, and was one of the things I was required to do on the way to becoming a minister. And at that time, I don't know what they do now, but at that time they told us, you can't go into the practitioner training unless you really would like to counsel people and and fulfill that function in this community. And I thought, you know, the very idea of sitting with people and listening to them talk about their problems, I, I would pay money to avoid that. I, I don't want to listen to anybody talk about their problems. Good Lord, why would I want to do that? That was really how I felt at the time. But I thought, I'd like this practitioner training, so I'm going to take it. And my deal with God was, if you send me clients, I will not turn them away, but I am not going to look for them. So you're going to have to send them. They're going to have to knock on the door and ask me. I am not going to be available any other way. And of course, wouldn't you know it, before I even graduated, people were asking me, when can I do a session with you? When can you start doing sessions? So Spirit had a different idea. And it turned out that spiritual counseling was one of the best things I ever did in my life, if not the best up to that point, certainly up to that point. Doing the actual one-on-one counseling, I found that I just experienced so much expansion because of it. And uh, now in the ministerial program, it's part of the requirement for the ministers and the teachers because 
I've witnessed that the ministers who've done a lot of spiritual counseling have a far better grasp of understanding how the mind works. And it makes them better teachers and ministers. It certainly did me, and it certainly did the colleagues that I know that have gone on to be highly successful ministers. So, working at the level of the mind is something I know so much about from working with so many people at the level of the mind. And of course, my own inner work. So healing abusive relationships, the number one thing is we have to forgive ourselves. We ha- And this could be even if the relationship, the person died, right? Or you've lost track of them. You have no idea how to reach them. It doesn't matter. We're all eternal. Every single one of us, eternal. So we're not bound by time and space. We are eternal beings. It is never too late to forgive. But we're not forgiving the abuser. And you know what? This also goes to if you were abusive in a relationship or you find that you still are, this still applies to you. We transcend time and space. They are an illusion. So we are not bound by them. So important to recognize this, to know this, to understand it clearly. So this is why forgiveness, it spirals in all directions of time and space. It touches everything. This is why A Course in Miracles, the entire thing, is about forgiveness. Active practice of forgiveness. Releasing the meaning we made of things. Releasing our interpretations. When I first started teaching forgiveness 18 years ago, I learned so much from the people who came to me for support and people saying, Jennifer, I have forgiven this so many times. My grandfather raping me, my uncle molesting me, my father molesting me, my whatever it is, the the business partner who runs off with the spouse and all the money and the business. I've, I've heard uh, amazing stories told to me. And I, I've worked with people who, a number of people who were uh, literally imprisoned as children and abused by their family in all kinds of horrific ways. And I've seen the healing that forgiveness brings over and over and over again. So if I'm a broken record for for forgiveness, it's because I am dedicated to healing and transformation. And there's no faster, more thorough method. And... Working with others doing the forgiveness work does seem to really speed it up because talking about it with others is a way to release the shame because I've yet to meet anyone who was physically, mentally, emotionally abused in any way, shape, or form that didn't feel ashamed because of it. And what does shame come from? Shame comes from our judgments. Now, it might be that someone would shame us. I've had people try to shame me and relatives try to shame me. You're so selfish. You're the most selfish little girl in the whole world. One of my relatives would say that to me to try to manipulate me, to try to tame me, frighten me, control me. And if we agree to it, we can feel ashamed. 
But if we don't agree to it, we won't feel ashamed. And so many of us feel ashamed even because we agreed to it. So we're judging ourselves for accepting the judgments that people have placed upon us. We feel ashamed that we've carried it for decades and we're still not over it. There's shame for that. As a counselor, I've had many, many, many people come to me and say, I'm still not over this relationship. Or this relationship was so abusive, so unkind, so self-destructive, so destructive in so many ways. And yet, I still want to be with that person. I still miss that person. I'm still thinking, how can it be fixed? And I feel ashamed about that. So I feel a needing, wanting, craving, and I feel ashamed about it. I understand these feelings. Forgiveness is the answer to them. It is time for me to move into a break. And I'd just like to invite you to check out the events page at jenniferhadley.com and see what interests you there. You're listening to A Course in Miracles at Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. And we're back. Walking the talk, living the love together. I so appreciate this connection. I feel it strongly. It's wonderful. Many people write to me of their appreciation. And sometimes people will even say, you healed my life, Jennifer. And I I understand that. And I'm really clear. My life is the only life that I can heal. But because we're all one, then when I am healing my own awareness, working with the Holy Spirit, all minds are joined, all minds are healed. And so it motivates me to do my spiritual practice, which is 24-7, in order to contribute only wholeness and healing, only light. For so long, I felt so dark. It's wonderful now to really be focused on the light. And so... In our experiences of very difficult, abusive relationships, uh, we experience abuse on four levels. I'm going to go back to, to that. I didn't, didn't get to that yet. So f- what are the four levels? Mental, emotional, physical abuse. Uh, and... I'm going to say three levels, mental, emotional, physical, although uh, I suppose you could add things like financial abuse. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that before, but definitely I could see how that I've, I've witnessed that happen where people um, will uh, help someone out who's actually a con artist. Uh, I have counseled a number of people who have been conned into giving their life savings to people in various kinds of situations. And um, they have to forgive themselves for making the choice to do that. We have to forgive ourselves for making the choice to believe the people who are lying and deceitful. We haven't done anything wrong or bad. We don't need to label that. But we do have to forgive ourselves and let go. That's letting go of the judgment that we're holding against ourselves for having agreed to participate in that kind of abuse. Because it it does take two. And I understand that people can, especially the people I've known who were raised in an abusive family. It's all they've ever known to participate in. But still, 
the key to freedom is forgiving the self. It's the only way out. And so that's why I offer that how to get over it forgiveness workshop. What if, if you have experienced uh, abuse and you are still tormented by it or still in it, then I would recommend to you that you work with one of the spiritual counselors that I'm training or that I've certified. Uh, we're just about to certify a couple more counselors here. Uh, and the ones that are in training work on a donation basis. It's part of their certification process. They must do 111 one-on-one -on -one counseling sessions in order to complete part of their certification. And part of why I require that is because uh, with all the trainings that we're doing, the professional trainings, what I see is, I just, I've met so many people in my life who are ministers and teachers who don't feel qualified. Yeah, they've had years of training and don't feel qualified. When I started counseling, I didn't feel qualified. Not at all. But God brought me the clients and qualified me. It helped me to feel confident and qualified. So I, I'd like to do that as part of the training. And so you can you can have spiritual counseling uh, by one of my trainees on a donation basis, a love offering basis. You, Spirit can guide you. What is the donation? I always say to people, a dollar is a donation. Don't let the money get in the way. You're helping people with their certification. I have many reports Many, many, many reports of how wonderful these counselors are, how helpful they are, and how helpful the work is. Do yourself a favor. And if, particularly if you're really tormented about something, I say make, make a plan to do a session a week or two or three. I'm not kidding. Because there's a way out of the difficulties. And if you get the how to get over it workshop and you do the different parts of it listen to the class watch the video read the things and um, do most importantly the self-forgiveness letter and then take that to one of the spiritual counselors and share with them what you've written you're going to start speeding up that transformation. I know many people have come to me and they've they, they start with, I ended this relationship five years ago, but I still feel tormented by it. Or my father uh, sexually abused me or somebody sexually abused me when I was a child and I've forgiven it so many times I'm not over it. How can I get over it? How can I move on? How can I no longer be placing my precious life energy into this? Forgiveness is the way. If you're in a, an abusive relationship, uh, many people stay in them partly because of their finances. And so they feel, I don't have alternatives. I have to be in this abusive relationship. This is not true. This is a belief. This is not a fact. That may be how it appears. But as it says in the fear and conflict section, which I encourage you to read and reread and reread again, as well as the development of trust, which that fear and conflict section is in chapter 2 and of uh, the text of A Course in Miracles. It's just a couple of pages. So I think it's three pages. And then the development of trust section in chapter four of the Manual for Teachers. Also, Lesson 183 in the workbook. So I'll let you discover those rather than talk about them right now.
But the teaching in the Course is to take personal responsibility. That is the way out of hell. Right? That's in the text as well. It's page four. I always remember it's page 448 in my copy of the text. And it's a section called Responsibility for Sight. Responsibility for Sight. When we feel like a victim and someone's been abusing us, we don't want to take responsibility for that because we equate responsibility with blame. But responsibility and blame are different things. Blame has judgment in it. Responsibility does not. If we're blaming, we are judging, we are attacking, and it's only going to make us feel worse. Right? When we're blaming, then we're feeling crucified. We're feeling betrayed by God, by life, by family and friends. But when we can change our perspective, right? Lesson 190, pain is a wrong perspective. When we can change our perspective and see that... Everything has been gently planned by one whose only purposes are good. Then we can start to see how and why this experience of betrayal, of what feels like crucifixion, has a healing effect. We just haven't gotten to the healing effect. That movie, it's the one, the best exotic marigold hotel uh the young man who's the purveyor of the hotel he says if it hasn't all worked out it's not the end yet we're not at the end it hasn't all worked out but we can get to the end of that piece of healing that piece of transformation we can and it can all work out but not as long as we're holding it in blame, in shame, in regret, in resentment, in hurt. We must change our mind about it. That's the only way it can transform. So the actual relationship itself can be healed through us doing our self-forgiveness work. Now, one of the keys to healing and transforming any relationship is we cannot be attached to the the outcome of the healing, the outcome of the relationship. We have to let go of whatever we think it should look like, right? Because many times we think, I'd like to heal this relationship, but the healed relationship looks like they're going to ask me to marry them. They're going to stay with me for the rest of my life. They're going to uh, stop having extramarital affairs. They're going to get a job and, and start taking care of me. All different kinds of uh, ideas of what the healed relationship looks like. We have to give all of that to the spirit. I use the metaphor of placing it on the altar. I also use the metaphor of placing it on the holy altar fire of love, divine love, to burn away all my attachments, to just with a cool, healing, nourishing fire, burn away all my attachments. Please let them go. I give them to you, Holy Spirit. So we have to be willing to give up our attachment to how we think the healing looks. That it looks like they're going to apologize to me. That it looks like they're going to make amends to me. That it looks like they're going to pay me back. That it looks like they're going to sober up and come back. And now we'll be a happy family again. We have to give up all attachments to how we think it should be. We can hold a vision and we have to give up the attachments first before we can really hold the vision without attachment. So the way I teach folks in my classes to hold that vision of the healed relationship is to energize 
How does it feel? How does it feel in the relationship when you're holding, when you're in the healed relationship? How will it feel to keep energizing how you will feel physically, emotionally, mentally? Feeling the peace, feeling the harmony. Feeling the willingness, feeling the openness, feeling the love flowing without any attachment to how it looks, to how it looks. Because if it feels peaceful and harmonious and expansive and beautiful and right and true, does it actually matter how it looks? Spirit doesn't care how it looks. This world is an illusion. It's about returning to peace, returning to love, returning to freedom, returning to joy. So we use the word vision... But it's not actually a vision. It's uh, a feeling. Yes. And when I hold a vision of love uh, with my family, with my relationships, or in times of challenge, I just see us together and happy and smiling. And like we're bright, shiny, happy people. Like the uh, B-52 song. Feel that. And that's a spiritual practice. Committing time and energy each day to feel the healed relationship. Because while it may not have manifested in form yet, that person may even have passed away might have been in an abusive marriage 20 years ago and been married to other people since then. But there's time and space are an illusion. So we can bring that past to right now. This is what A Course in Miracles is all about. I can recognize that I made a wrong decision because I'm not at peace. But I can change my mind now and I can make the decision for love now. I'm sitting outside. I don't know if I'm picking up any wind on the microphone. It's just so lovely here in the Vermont Green Mountains. I have to sit outside. Oh, I'm a nature girl. So, hmm. When we're holding the resentment, the betrayal, the hurt, the blame, the shame, the regret, the guilt, it's challenging to hold that vision. It's how do you hold both at the same time? It's not actually possible. You can't hold two opposing thoughts in your mind at the same time. You can't energize the answered prayer and shake your fist with upset at the same time. So we have to make a choice. Healing an abusive relationship is very much about making the choice. It's also very much about stepping into your God power. Our mind is the mind of God. I'm always asking Spirit, tell me how to make it more clear. How do I make it more clear? How do I share more effectively? And a few years ago, what Spirit showed me is that we are light beings. Right? Course in Miracles tells us this very clearly, that we are emanations of light, rainbow light. 
the great rays. Of course, if you if you search in your if you have a um, concordance or you can search, you can. And I've done radio broadcast uh, on the great rays, capital G, capital R. Oh, you know you can use. <laughs> Hello, uh, I made a Course in Miracles app for this very purpose of being able to search and find things, to search phrases and find them. Easily, and it's free. Course in Miracles app with deluxe features like being able to set reminders and search for things and bookmark things and select sections of text and email them or tweet them or Facebook them and all for free in the A Course in Miracles app. You can find it at livingacourseofmiracles.com. You can also find it at acimapp.com, acimapp.com. And if you'd like help to remind yourself to stay in tune with spirit, the app is great for that. It's for Androids, it's for iPhones, it's for iPads. So we put a lot of work into it, a lot of money into it too. <laughs> I don't know, $20,000 at least. And so please enjoy that. That comes to you through the generous donations of people who are supporting us in having an effective, beautiful spiritual practice. So getting those reminders throughout the day, you can also sign up for the text message reminders at ACIM Texts, or you can text the word MIRACLES to the number 35227, 35227, to get reminders. So helpful. I love getting my own reminders. Oh, what's this? I got a text message. Oh, it's A Course in Miracles quote. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I do. It just, it's, it always seems to come at just the right moment. Uh, choice moments where we're thinking maybe um, a negative thought. People tell me that all the time. They say, oh, Jennifer, I was feeling so upset. And then I got your text message and it said, choose again or whatever it might say. And uh, I was like, oh, I did, I did, and I, I clicked the link, I prayed with you, and everything turned around. And what does it take? It takes three, four minutes to uh, listen to the prayer, to turn things around. This is a divine healing opportunity in every moment that's being offered to us. And there are so many ways that we can demonstrate our willingness and heal these abusive relationships, whether they were in the past or whether we're experiencing them now. It's amazing how much when we change our mind about the person who seems to be the abuser, sometimes it's ourselves. I certainly have been an abuser. I have, I will admit that. I have. I've been manipulative and controlling and yes, I admit it. Yeah. So grateful to have forgiven myself for my debts and my trespasses. So that's where we start. We start with self-forgiveness. And as we begin to forgive ourselves, then we can actually forgive the other. But when we truly forgive ourselves, we find there is nothing else to forgive. So what is true forgiveness? It's releasing our own self-attack, self-abuse thoughts. When we look deeply into healing abusive relationships, we will recognize that we are an active participant in some way, shape, or form. If we're still feeling abused, we will recognize that we are participating in that. It's not happening to us. And that's why we must forgive ourselves. It's the only way out. One of the things that in Masterful Living, uh, 
one year someone said, I'm doing 40 forgiveness letters in 40 days. 40 self-forgiveness letters in 40 days. And so now I tell folks about that every year in Masterful Living. And this year we've had people who said, I'm doing 90 days. And they are transforming. They're transforming their life, their relationships, their finances, their physical bodies. It works. It's hard to believe. As it says in in that chapter two, fear and conflict section, it's hard to believe that thoughts and beliefs combined into a power that can literally move mountains. I think he says, actually, it's hard to understand. It's hard to grasp that our thoughts and beliefs combine into a power so strong that they could literally move mountains. But I have seen myself and others move a mountain of pain and suffering. And this is what I hold for you. This is what I wish for you. This is what I know for you. And let's know it for everybody else too. Yes. And so I'm going to speak a healing prayer here for all of us. Let me see if there's anything else. The teacher trainings with John Mundy in August. Three teacher trainings. Inspired writing, inspired teaching, inspired speaking. These are going to be deeply healing and transformative. And I invite you to check out what we've written about it. I did a video series about it. Uh, I also recently did a Q&A about the teacher and minister training can find it all at jenniferhadley.com. And again, if you have trouble finding anything, and we can help you, write to admin at jenniferhadley.com. Forgive and Be Free Retreat in October and the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive in October. We have a little bit of time left on the uh, early bird specials for the October events. Let's place our hand on our heart and be so grateful and so thankful that the love of God is shining in our awareness now and forevermore. Let us be so grateful and so thankful that the power of love is active in our heart. We're putting spirit in charge of the healing. We're allowing the healing to happen, sharing the benefits with everyone. We allow it to be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah!